0: called a boyfriend with steve sullivan a local boy four years my senior whom i dated for about four weeks around the time of my 16th birthday i remember this because steve took me on a real grown-up date to a restaurant to celebrate and gave me a bracelet made of jade beads for a present he wore a coat and tie and i a dress from bergdorf goodman my mother played it free and easy with her stash of department store specific charge cards in those days sending me into the city as we called it for shopping and haircuts at Bergdorf's, the quintessence of elegance, on a regular basis. I would also have on my person a note in her scrawl explaining that I had permission to use the card just in case anyone questioned me. They never did. I considered myself a punk rocker back then, and the dress was a Bergdorf-Goodman take on punk. The top half of it was made of aqua T-shirt fabric cut off sloppily at the neck and sleeves, while the bottom was white cotton gathered and painted by hand. I thought it was just the right level of sophistication for Steve, who was in college but lived at home and liked to hang out with his sister Lizzie's friends, among whose number I counted myself, if only marginally. I grew up in Bay Ridge, a neighborhood that, tragically, is best known for being the setting of Saturday Night Fever, a movie that did about as much for Italian-Americans as the Gotti family. Although the film may have contained some truths, we like to believe they were Bensonhurst's truths. The neighborhood I knew had Irish families as well as Italian. My friends had real problems. Divorced parents. Parents who were alcoholics, or both. Siblings who were addicted to drugs. But they didn't turn to the disco floor to get a sense of mastery over their troubles. They made jokes. Anytime there was a homeless-looking man walking down the street, my best friend in high school, Denise O'Day, would wail pathetically, Daddy! Daddy, come home! I still think this is funny. Denise and I would go to the Sullivans every day after school. There, Lizzie held court over a throng of her former classmates from Our Lady of Angels, a parish school that stood directly across the street from her house. I was somewhat in awe of the girls who went there, as they played basketball and attended classes with boys. My primary education at Visitation Academy, an all-girls school run by cloistered nuns, situated behind big stone walls that wrapped around an entire city block, was a bit more precious, and left me with no inclination whatsoever to dribble. Still, it was a fun group to hang out with, so hang out we did. Steve got a kick out of us while he himself maintained an air of superiority. He went to Fordham University and attended the ballet. He would argue with my father about the war in the Falklands. After he railed against British self-determination, being Irish, he was against it. We would go make out on a piano bench the only seat that accommodated two in the enclosed front porch of my family's house. While listening to Billy Joel's She's Got Away on the record player in my basement, I thought to myself, this must be exactly what he feels about me. I, however, wasn't so sure about him. I got a little queasy thinking about him when he wasn't around. Though when I was with him, it was fun. I liked kissing him, but I had no interest in going any further. "'You can touch me if you want to,' he cooed once during a makeout session. "'Why ever would I want to do a thing like that?' I thought. One evening on the piano bench, Steve declared that he was going to give it a go with the woman he had always wanted, Bernadette Corrigan. She was a big girl, a basketball player. Her father owned a tugboat company, and their family had money. My father was a golfing buddy of Bernadette's father and helped him get into the country club.' And this was the thanks we got? Two months later, Bernadette was on the Sullivan stoop, showing off the gifts Steve got her for her birthday, those Russian dolls that open up to reveal smaller and smaller dolls inside, with the last one containing a clodder ring, the Irish wedding band, though they weren't engaged. I came up with imaginative reasons why this scene wasn't an excruciatingly painful one for me to watch. The year before I got together with Kit, I had been seeing a psychologist, a strict Freudian who resembled Cher. To get to the bottom of why, at 23, i had never had a boyfriend for any significant amount of time and had not yet had sex. I was haunted by my lack of experience and convinced I would die a virgin. I felt alienated from my friends, late starters all, but I was the latest, who had been let in on some cosmic secret that remained a mystery to me. The odds were against me for more reasons than just my neuroses. I had gone to all girls' schools until college, and then to Sarah Lawrence, where the female